Hello, Rebels. You're listening to a free audio-only recording of my show, The Gun Show. My guest tonight is John Carpe from the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms. Now, if you like listening to this podcast, then you will love watching it. But in order to watch, you need to be a subscriber to premium content. That's what we call our long-form TV-style shows here on The Rebel. Subscribers get access to watching my weekly show, as well as other great TV-style shows, too, like Ezra's Nightly, Ezra Levant Show, and David Menzies' Fun Friday. Friday night show, Rebel Roundup. It's only eight bucks a month to subscribe, or you can subscribe annually and get two months free. And just for our podcast listeners, you can save an extra 10% on a new premium membership by using the coupon code podcast. When you subscribe, just go to the rebel.media slash shows to become a member. And please leave a five-star review on this podcast and subscribe in iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Those reviews are a great way to support the Rebel without ever having to spend a dime. And now please enjoy this free audio-only version of my show. You're listening to a Rebel Media Podcast. What happens when social justice collides with women's rights? I asked that question tonight. I'm Sheila Gunn-Reed, and you're watching The Gun Show. I know it looks a little different than my normal green screen set in my basement. That's because today I'm here in London at the Defend Media Freedom Conference. I'm here with the boss. We are asking skeptical questions of the organizers of this conference, especially in light of how Justin Trudeau's government has promised to crack down on social media and fake news and in light of the UK government's treatment of Tommy Robinson. But tonight, I still have to do my normal work, my normal job, because I have to give the people what they pay for. Tonight, I have a crazy story to bring you. It's about a trans rights activist who is trying to use a quasi-judicial court system to force women, primarily immigrant women, women who have English as a second language, to touch their male genitals. It is almost too crazy to believe. So tonight I called in John Carpe from the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms. His lawyers are on the case defending these women in British Columbia and he joins me in an interview I recorded before I left for the UK. Now to make sense of this wild and crazy case is John Carpe from the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms because boy, I we need a lawyer <laughs> to make sense of this one. Um, John, can you give us a bit of a backgrounder about just what's going on here because th- there's you know there's some serious history um, beyond what's before the courts today and again next week. Uh, back in the spring of 2018, an individual who we refer to as JY filed uh, human rights complaints against more than a dozen Vancouver area women who provide the service of a Brazilian bikini wax to other women. And JY is a transgender person, uh, the um, trans woman, but with male genitalia, 
the BC Human Rights Tribunal has issued an order requiring that the name be anonymized. So we refer to JY as JY. And um, a lot of the women that uh, he's targeted are um, visible minority women who speak English poorly, uh, in some cases religious women, in some cases women who work out of their own home. And for various reasons, these women do not want to handle or touch or see or deal with male genitalia. And so they've turned down uh, his his request for uh, for Brazilian bikini wax. And then he goes and, and uh, files a human rights complaint. And uh, a lot of these women have been pressured into settling. Uh, he's asked for as much as $7,500 from, uh, from one person, uh, from one of the women, uh, to settle. However, when the aesthetician retains counsel, JY's pattern previously was he, uh, to withdraw the complaint. And um, however, this, this week, July, July 4th and 5th, uh, there are hearings going ahead and uh, taking place in Vancouver. It sounds like JY has a bit of a cottage industry going here. I was reading from the Justice Centre press release about this. This person has filed more than 12 complaints against Vancouver area estheticians. And as a woman, I wonder, okay, so these are the complaints, but how many other women have just gone ahead and complied against their will to basically touch this man's genitals for fear of a complaint being filed? Because I know these are... You know, new Canadian women, a lot of them, these ladies don't have a great grasp of the English language. I don't think they know how to fight back, so they just comply. I mean, it really is terrible. Um, there's a, in the press release, it cites a May 30th, 2019 ruling where the BC Human Rights Con Tribunal expressed concerns about the rights of transgender women to access gender-affirming care such as waxing. And the tribunal called this critical even if this is a very intimate service that is sometimes performed by women who are themselves vulnerable. And it said that JY has a genuine grievance about pervasive discrimination against transgender women. I mean, this is, this is really quite horrifying to me. Well, you're, you're reading straight out of the, uh, the tribunal's own ruling May 30th. Mm -hmm. And I am shocked at how there is no media at the Human Rights Tribunal on Thursday, July 4th. Here you've got a trans, transgender person claiming discrimination because the because JY is not getting the, the Brazilian bikini wax. And at the same time, you've got uh, women, racialized women or women of color, visible minority women. Uh, you would think the media would be all over this because it's, it's kind of... Uh, an interesting paradox and conflict. This is the kind of conflict you get with, with human rights laws. And it seems to be a boycott because, and I'm speculating here, I don't know why, right. uh, because this is otherwise this is a very interesting case. I mean, you've, there, there's an expert testified on, on July the 4th as to how uh, doing a brosillion, manzillion bikini wax on men is a different procedure requiring different Wax. I mean, this was, uh, we've got JY getting cross-examined about JY's genitalia because JY is, uh, it's, it's almost unmentionable. You would think the media would be out in full force, but I, I think that they are uh, trying to boycott this. 
in the sense that what JY is asking for is actually in a in a you know you and I might say twisted sort of way it, it what what JY is asking for is actually consistent with the whole uh, transgender ideology that if our gender is based on our feelings right so if I if I feel like a woman I am a woman if that's true and if everybody else needs to be forced to go along with that then JY logically you take it to its logical conclusion uh, these these women should be forced to deal with male parts because uh, reality should be trumped by JY's gender identity and feelings. So these are real live issues, but I, I think the uh, uh, it's a bit of an embarrassment to um, to this progressive ideology when you have to take things to their logical conclusion. Well, you know, and it's just not a media blackout. I mean, hello, where are the feminists? These vulnerable women are being targeted by this uh, serial human rights complainer. Um, where are the immigrants, the immigrants' rights advocates? I mean, he's make, sorry, JY, and I don't want, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need uh, a human rights complaint filed against me. JY um, has made, uh, and again, this is directly from the tribunal, uh, that the tribunal was troubled that some of JY's comments made within the process and online suggest that JY holds stereotypical and negative views about immigrants to Canada. Where are the immigrant rights people to stand up for these women? Um, you know, the, I, I think uh, there's a media blackout and all these other social justice groups are avoiding this topic because, like you state, it reveals end-stage social justice. This is where all these rights hammer into each other. And how do you decide whose rights trump whose rights? I, I mean, and and from what I've heard, um, it's quite the spectacle happening down at the courthouse. Well, because JY, uh, well, JY has, has made statements online uh, to the effect that uh, that JY has male genitalia, uh, and and that's also in some of his uh, conversations with the women when he's seeking uh, bikini wax. Uh, although he's now stated before the tribunal that his account got hacked, and he never said that. But there was cross examination on Thursday, July fourth, um, about JY's private parts and what are they, and. You know, this is this is where we're at in 2019 with the uh, with the transgender agenda, where where um, in a in a BC Human Rights Tribunal, there's cross examination about what somebody's parts are because the tribunal said this is relevant to the women uh, wanting to refuse to provide the service. So that was part of the uh, the testimony. The other thing that that took place Thursday, July 4th, was uh, an expert uh, witness. Who is a lady who does manzillions or brosillions? So a, a lady with male clients who does the waxing of the groin area to get rid of hair. And uh, so this woman testified in in court and and explained that in a lot of cases uh, men get aroused and in some cases men want sexual services and sexual favors. And this kind of confirms the worst fears of the women who have refused to provide the service. 
you know, I feel like your Justice Center lawyers working on this case are really learning a lot. Um, we've, <laughs> uh, we've learned too much about some things that we would otherwise be blissfully ignorant about. Yeah, and you know what, I, I also question where the reasonable transgender people are on this, because as a woman, this feels a lot to me like just some pervert who is using the justice system, or rather a, a tribunal system, to basically sexual, sexually assault women. Um, he's JY, this person, is, um, you know, using a tribunal system to compel unwilling women to touch male genitals. Surely, surely there's a reasonable transgender person out there who thinks, no, this isn't really a, a good thing for our movement to be latching on to, is what seems to me as a woman, this seems like a serial predator to me. Well, this pits the, it, it puts the, puts the ideology on trial in a way, yeah. because the whole, um, you know, adding gender identity and gender expression to human rights legislation that swept through rather quietly uh, mm -hmm. all over the place because, well, maybe if, it, if this case had arisen a few years earlier, there might've been some, opposition to it but this this gets to the heart of uh, can you force other people to go along with your feelings of self-identification so again the example right if if uh, if you feel like a man sheila then are you actually a man and do i have to agree with with you and call you sir or vice versa if i feel like a woman does that really make me a woman and does the whole world then have to call me, you know, uh, Mrs. or Ms. or or she or her? And this is this is at the heart of it because if in fact if in fact uh, gender is based on feelings and self identification, well then then JY would be correct in uh, saying that that human rights are being violated by not getting this service. Uh, but we're on the side of the women. We're speaking up for reality. And, uh, you know, in the same way that uh, you've probably heard of the trans, uh, trans-abled uh, people that mm -hmm. feel that they're handicapped and they're born into uh, a physically whole body. They're, they're living in the wrong body, you know, so I should be somebody that's paralyzed, but I'm trapped in the body of somebody that can walk. Or I should be somebody, I feel like I'm, I ought to be blind and I'm born into a, a non-blind body. Uh, you know, for, for those cases, uh, typically most people say, oh, well, help them with a psychological disorder to integrate uh, their bodily integrity, uh, right? And give them, give them counseling so that they no longer feel unhappy about being able to see or being able to walk. Yet for when it comes to gender, uh, we seem to throw that out the window. You know, I'm old, I'm old enough to remember just two years ago when conservatives were worried about compelled speech and the state forcing us to use certain pronouns under fear of, you know, tribunals coming after us. And now, just two short years later, we are talking about compelled genital fondling or genital touching. I mean, it's this is how fast this snowball is rolling down the hill. You know, the only... Uh... Well, and you see, you see that, uh, and this might be a little bit off topic, but this is being pushed a lot in schools, right? 
where uh, kids are uh, five-year-old kids are are being taught in some cases there is no such thing as a boy or a girl and you know telling a boy you might not really be a boy you might actually be a girl and and telling girls well you might actually be a boy I, this is all very uh, it, it it's sinister and diabolical it's creating a lot of a lot of confusion and uh, in some cases harm to children uh, there's uh, i'm sure you've heard of a recent case in ontario uh, this is not a, a justice center case but uh, parents are uh, suing the school board or it might be a human rights complaint um, over how their daughter was damaged by being exposed to this kind of propaganda. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's really scary how fast this is moving. Um, but thankfully, we have people like the good folks at the Justice Centre who are willing to take these cases and, you know, help these women, especially these vulnerable uh, immigrant women, navigate this system that must just be horrifying to them. Um, how can people uh, support the Justice Center and in turn support these women? From what I understand, the hearings are actually open to the public and there's one coming up on the 17th, 17th in British Columbia. And, uh, you know, I think it would be great if people showed up just to support them, even though the media isn't there to tell their story. Yeah, the next uh, the next hearing would be on July the 17th. And um it's interesting. You talk about legal representation. One of our clients actually was turned down by 26 Holy. lawyers and law firms uh, before she learned of the availability of the Justice Center to, uh, to to provide representation. Now, of the 26, I think some of them had good reasons for saying no in that maybe they they don't practice in human rights law at all and they have no familiarity with it. And a smart lawyer will try to avoid, you know, yeah. jumping into things that 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 he or she is not familiar with. So, you know, that's all fair and good. But there were others who are quite qualified. They're terrified of the trans lobby and its rainbow flag allies. And they're terrified of being called uh, transphobic, transphobic bigot, hateful transphobic bigot. People are terrified of the name calling. So one woman actually was, was turned down by 26 lawyers and firms before getting representation uh, from us. And so we do we do rely, if people want more information on the case, they're welcome to go to our website, www.jccf.ca. So JCCF, Justice Center, Constitutional Freedoms. Uh, and we gladly accept donations in support of our work uh, because our funding is 100% from people who support uh, the work that we're doing. We do not ask for, do not receive any government funding and so, uh, you know, we appreciate support uh, from the public for our work. Yeah, it's nice to have a legal arm like the J, the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms um, out there on the front lines of the culture war the way you are. Uh, John, I want to thank you so much for uh, being so generous with your time today. And, uh, you know, I wish you and your team the best of luck on the 17th. And we'll be following this very closely. All right, thanks, Sheila. Thanks for having me on your show and have a great day. I will. Thank you, John. about you but I am sure glad that John Carpe and his team at the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms are fighting these battles for freedom these battles that are almost too crazy to believe well 
I want to thank everybody at home also for tuning in tonight to watch this abbreviated version of the gun show while Ezra and I are here in the UK doing our part to fight for freedom. And remember, don't let the government tell you that you've had too much to think.